Uh, who am I? Well, I am Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, and I'm an award-winning visual marketing agency. Not me personally, my company is, and uh, we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out across social media. Now, that could be video, animation, area work, all sorts of different types of stuff. But a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that the businesses I'd love to work with, the businesses I really wanted to help, didn't have massive budgets to put towards their marketing, but they all wanted to still be doing stuff, especially on social media, because they understood the attention is here on people's mobile phones. So what can I do to help them? So I sat down and I came up with a process using all the stuff I'd been talking about that would help them create content themselves for free. I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a book. It went to number one. You can still get hold of a copy if you really want to for 99p. That would be amazing. If I had a million people buy a copy of my book, I would be well happy. <laughs> so if you want a copy of my book in time for Christmas, maybe in time for the new year, get hold of a copy. It's available in the section below for 99 pence. That's a nothing, is it? It's a drop in the ocean. And it helps you create content from everything that is marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and loads of other stuff that happens in between as well. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Anyway, right, we're going to talk all about some of the stuff that's in there as well this morning or this afternoon even. So let's just get started. We're going to talk about Green Monday. We're going to come to some of the comments that are coming up very, very soon. There's one comment that's come up, which I'm going to talk about in the questions as well. So Ed McIntyre, what you've just messaged me about on the comments, hold on to that because we're going to talk about that in the questions later. But today is Green Monday. Now, this is obviously an opportunity for businesses, for brands, for generally anybody to be a little bit more environmentally friendly, look at what they do that's maybe not environmentally friendly, and try and do something a little bit different. Package your plastic and put it into special plastic bins. Take glass bottles and put them in the bin bank, all those kind of things. So Green Monday is a really powerful tool for a brand and for a business because they can talk about what they do that's environmentally friendly. But CSR is just generally a huge thing for any brand and business. That's community social responsibility. Now, you don't have to be IKEAs of the world who are actually planting a new tree every time somebody scans an IKEA family card or making sure their wood comes from sustainable forests. So you don't have to be someone else who does big stuff and donates loads of money to charity. Even all the small things that you probably do and don't actually think about all that much are important elements of CSR. So I want you to think about, as a brand, as a business, what do you do for your business that probably you don't really shout about because you kind of you think it's a given so for example there was a, a brand i was chatting to they made some amazing clothing it was a designer they've got some incredible stuff and for every hat like woolly hat that they were selling they were giving an amount of money to shelter the homeless charity because obviously it connected really well those people wanted to stay warm so they were giving a selection of money but also not only that they were giving another hat to the charity as well so the charity could hand them out to people to stay warm now that is an amazing thing to do and they understood that that was a powerful thing to do what they didn't do was tell anybody about it so it was kind of there hidden in the T's and C's and in the small print on their website and on their bits and pieces. But when it came to social media, 
they weren't shouting about it. They weren't telling all these people about it. And this year of all years where we understand what it is to be human and that we want to try and help each other out as much as we possibly can do, and we understand more about homelessness, and we know that people have been in poverty and not being able to afford food for school dinners even and things like that, it's been at the forefront of people's minds. To talk about these things as a brand and as a business it's not you ramming it down somebody else's throat and it's not you going, hey, look at me, how good am I? But we are all in business to make money. We have to remember this. It's really difficult sometimes. I, I struggle with it. I really just want to help as many people as possible get on their content creation journey, make content. And half the time I give so much advice for free when I should be charging for it. And we, we do all forget this. We should all remember this. We are in business to pay our bills, to live and to have a better lifestyle. That's why we do what we do, as well as enjoying what we do, what we do. So don't ever let that get in the way of you telling people about some of the good that you do. It's not showing off. It's just going, hey, look, I've done this good. And yes, I'm making money from it, but hopefully I'm helping a load of people as well, which is something that's close to my heart. Now, the good way to go around this is by telling the story that's connected to it. So why are you doing what it is that you do? Maybe that person used to be homeless and that's why they want to donate hats. Or maybe they know somebody in their family or a friend who was home made homeless. And that's why they want to do what they want to do. But if you can connect a story to it, that helps you build a level, an emotional connection between you and the people you're talking to. That's marketing. And that's what you can do with your social media. You can build that level of emotional connection between you and your audience by going, look, you might not know this about me. I used to be homeless. And because I'm not anymore, and because Shelter helped me massively, I want to help them by making sure people stay warm in winter because it's getting colder and I want to give some money from what you're spending with me as well. And just those little things will capture the imagination of the people who see it. And if you've got a big enough audience, that could mean you sell more, which means you can help more while also making more money. Once you get to a point where you're making enough money, you can help even more people. So why would you not want to do that? So when you finish on this broadcast, I want you to sit down and seriously think, what is it you do through the year? Maybe your business has a particular charity they always donate money to from a certain product, or maybe you just, everything you sell, you donate to a certain charity, or maybe you've got a story to tell about something that you do, or why you sell what you sell, and why you give a certain amount of money to charity, or what CSI you actually do. So think about what it is that you do, and then start thinking about how you can talk about it, how you can paint that story, how you can tell that story to your audience on social media. Could it be written? Could it be done through video? Could you hire a team to come in and help you create a piece of content that really showcases your story? Because it's a really powerful thing to do for a brand and for a business. And not just because you want to make more money, but because of the good you can do from it. But just don't forget, you're in business to make money. So if you can make more money, that means you can help more people. And so it becomes a... I don't know really what the right word would be for that, but hopefully you're going to come out the back end of this and think, yeah, I do that. That's what I do. So maybe I should talk more about it. Maybe I should tell more people about it. 
as a business. We used to work with a local round table. They don't exist anymore, unfortunately. But we used to help them create video content and publicize their events and their big event for the year, the Crafty Craft Race in Newbury, just to try and raise as much money as we possibly could do for charity. Now, did I do that for free? Yes. Was it good publicity for me? Of course it was. And lots of people could know all about me because I was in the program. I had a banner up and people saw me around and about filming different parts of the events. So, yeah, it was really good for me. But also I felt like I was doing some good as well and helping them raise as much money and as much attention to their um, cause as humanly possible. Okay, right. We're going to move on. We're going to get away from uh, talking about that and we're going to end your questions today if you've got any questions at all about social media about video maybe even about csr and how you can use green monday to your advantage as a business as a brand stick your questions into the comments whether you're on twitch periscope youtube linkedin facebook wherever you're watching stick your questions right out there and i will do my best to try and help as many of you as i possibly can do today uh, the first question has come through uh, from claire actually who's saying um, I use Twitter the most. I have the biggest audience on there, but they don't react to my content very often. But I enjoy using it. Should I stay on, on, on Twitter, not TikTok? And the answer to this has also been brought up by Ed. Now, Ed hasn't necessarily asked the same question, but he mentioned about the fact that this morning he was panicking because YouTube had gone down. And this was a global thing. And it wasn't just YouTube. Google Documents had gone down. Google Mail had gone down. And not for everybody, but for a huge segment of their audience, it had gone down. And it wasn't for very long, but it was for long enough to cause an issue for a lot of people trying to use those particular products from the Google suite. And so my answer to him and to her is that you should... 100% be using multiple channels. Now, I've said this over and over and over and over and over again. Yes, you should put a large amount of your effort into one particular channel because that is where your audience is hanging out. In Ed's case, it will be his podcast. So wherever his podcast is held, he should put most of his effort into that particular place or wherever his audience sit who listens to that podcast, so probably Facebook. For her, Twitter, huge audience, not much interaction. So maybe you need to start looking at where else your audience might be hanging out. But if, if it's really Twitter, use Twitter, but put effort into all the other potential social media channels. Because if you are not using all these other social media channels, when something like this happens and YouTube goes down and it doesn't come up for a few hours, let alone a few minutes, then you have lost your audience. What if that channel never, ever came back again? What if Google went, it's gone down, we can't get it back, it's done, it's dead, we're going to have to start afresh, and everybody had to start fresh? Where else would your audience be? Because your audience might not be able to find you on YouTube again. So where else would your audience be? And that's the question you've got to ask yourself. Because if you're not creating content for multiple channels, removing the friction so that lots of other people can consume your content, then if YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or Twitter ever disappear, for whatever reason it might be, the business going bankrupt, 
the world going to shit. Let's face it, 2020 has warned us of plenty of stuff. Whatever might happen, you have then still got an audience elsewhere to fall back on. And potentially some of the same people who've been consuming your content in that particular place anyway. But don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's just said it right there. There you go. Don't put all your eggs in one basket is what you're trying to say. It's exactly what I'm trying to say. Because if you do, there is that potential. It probably will never happen. But there is that possibility that once it's gone, it's gone. And TikTok was a prime example of this this year. America and India, India banned it. But America was really close to saying, no, you can't use TikTok anymore. Now, there were a lot of people on that who are American. It's the only channel they use, and it's their only source of income. Imagine if it had gone, just done, that's it, all done and dusted, no more. What would those influencers have done? Because they didn't have an audience anywhere else. TikTok was the only place. Don't let that kind of thing happened to you and you fall into that trap and you get a huge audience somewhere. So you use that channel over and over and over again and then realize you've got no audience anywhere else when that channel goes dead because it doesn't have to disappear completely for a channel to go dead. I have known many influencers have great, huge audiences and then that channel just go done because that particular, the algorithm doesn't like it or they've done something wrong or they've said something wrong or they've not put out content for a little while and the channel's gone dead so people have gone elsewhere and they don't come back. Whatever it might be, don't pull your eggs into one basket. Make sure that you're creating content from multiple channels so that multiple people can find what you've got to say and remove that friction. Hopefully, that's kind of answered the question and also covered a bit of a panic from Ed, who um, messaged me a little bit earlier on in the live as well, panicking this morning because YouTube had gone down. And you do see it a lot. You see it with all sorts of other channels. In fact, the first thing I did when I saw that YouTube had gone down was go to Twitter to see if YouTube had gone down. Because you're like, oh, is it my phone? Is it my internet? No, it was YouTube had gone down. So yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre world we live in where you use social media to tell you the news. <laughs> anyway, right, next question. Paul is asking, what is a simple lighting setup? Okay, I actually answered this question the other day, Paul, but I'll go over it again very quickly for you because you may, may have missed it. So the most ideal lighting setup, it depends on what you're trying to film, obviously. So let's go into live content because that's what I try and convince people is the best place to go and do stuff. So if you're going to do live video, the ideal lighting setup is not to have a window behind you like I do and actually sit in front of the window and use the daylight to light you. There's nothing better than daylight. It looks lovely. Yes, it's going to change throughout the live, but as long as the sun's not directly in your eyes, then you can have a lovely light all the way through your live most of the time, unless you go going live at night. Now, if you do need some lighting, you can do what's called three-point lighting, which is where you have three lights. You have two lights facing you, fill light, a headlight, and a backlight so that you have light behind you so it looks like you've actually got some depth of field to you, all that kind of stuff, rather than absolutely nothing. Like, it just feels a bit dead behind you. So you can do that. I don't have the space to do that, so I use my ring light. I have a big ring light just here. 
There we go, try not to blind you. And I use that and bounce that off the walls that are in front of me just to light me a little bit better. The main reason being is that if I didn't, the, the light behind me coming from the window, where's the window there, um, would just make me disappear and make me all black, you know, like a really bad Zoom call that you see from businesses. So there's lots of different things you can do with lighting, but try and have a bit of a research about three-point lighting. I've written a blog about it. Go and check out the Perception Studios website. You can find that one there. Um, but three-point lighting, really, really simple to do, really simple to set up. Um, and it's kind of like the base of all lighting. And then you kind of work on what else you can do with stuff, unless you don't have the space like me, uh, where you try and make the best of what you've got. So hopefully that's answered your question, Paul. And that is pretty much it on the questions today. It's been a bit of a quieter one, which is fine by me. We're rolling into Christmas. Everybody's concentrating on making sure they're doing content. I'm sure that's what you're planning on doing, isn't it? Yeah? Excellent. Um, I am going to be back on Wednesday at midday. Wednesday at midday is going to be my live this uh, Wednesday, and I'm going to be chatting to Mark Silk. Mark Silk is a friend of mine, and uh, we've known each other for quite some time now. And Mark is a voiceover, but he's not just your average voiceover. He's a voiceover extraordinaire, I would call him. Um, he is the voice of Grandmaster Glitch. He was the voice of Bumble on Fifi and the Fower Tots. He was a voice in Rory and the Racing Car. He was a voice in Star Wars. He was a voice in Chicken Run. He is the voice of Shaggy and Scooby at the moment. And on my all-time favourite, he is the voice of Johnny Bravo. So if you want to catch me chatting to Mark Silk on Wednesday all about being a voiceover, how you get into voice acting, how you get into the specifics of voice acting like he does, doing character voices and everything else all connected to it as well, make sure you join me at 12 o'clock on Wednesday for chatting to Mark Silk. But until then, please as always, continue to stay safe. It's a strange time we're living in at the moment. We're all in these different tiers. That's going to change soon as well, I'm sure. Um, but until I catch you on Wednesday, stay safe and have a good one. I'll see you soon. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.